This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Well, well, well. Welcome to another amazing, great, fantastic, outstanding, perfect episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 281. I am your host, Dave the Raven. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave the Raven underscore MO. Follow Marking Out on Twitter at Marking Out. Listen to all of our past episodes, marketout.com, and on iTunes, and on Stitcher Radio, and on Google Play. Also, go check out uh, our Facebook page. Go like us, facebook.com slash marketout. You could also purchase some t-shirts and to talk a little bit about uh, t-shirts. Uh, I am here with Brandon. You can go follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I am doing awesome as Always, yeah, like you were saying, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Huge Independence Day July 4th sale coming up at Pro Wrestling Tees starting Tuesday, June 28th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 20% off everything on the on the, the website. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that deal. Just, just use the coupon code AMERICA uh, and pick up our t-shirts. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. And uh, buy everyone else's t-shirts, too. Why yeah. not? I mean, you could purchase Marking Out's t-shirt. You could purchase Stone Cold Steve Austin's t-shirt. Total nonstop action. Ring of Honor. New Japan Pro Wrestling. And talking about t-shirts, go buy the Zack Ryder t-shirt. And if you tweet him a picture of you wearing that, he will uh, mail you an autograph. Yeah, I don't know when so, those are shipping out. I think they're like first in stock like today or something. Is it? That's awesome that he's kind of going back to the original. Yeah, I do. It's I, just through the shop zone or whatever it is now. What do you mean? WWE shop. How before it was just him sending them out of his own, from no, his own place. No, they're also going to be sent from his own place. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's grassroots. Yeah, but nice. yeah, well, I don't know why that's nice. That's what it is. I don't know. It is what it is. But you know? uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. The first 250 orders on uh, June 28th to get a, a free uh, Pro Wrestling Tees brand t-shirt. And uh, the sale goes through July 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 12 p.m. Central for those of you in Chicago. It sounds like a great deal with many great offers over there. Yeah, just use the coupon code AMERICA on June 28th at 1 p.m. until 1 p.m. on July the 5th. Yeah. Get 20% off everything on that website. Do it. Except for the the membership crate things that they do. But you don't need that. You could just get our t-shirts. Exactly. That's all you need. But uh, how was how was your week? We uh, last spoke Sunday, the day after, or the also the day of Brad and Jess's wedding. Was it the last day we spoke? Well, no. the last day we spoke on the show, at least. Oh, <laughs> I was going to be like, I don't think that is uh, correct. Yeah, but yeah, everything is going great. 
Um, I don't know. Not really that much else is going on since uh, we last recorded. What about you? Anything special? Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing yet. <laughs> well, that's exciting. That's exciting. What can we say? I mean, the LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are the new uh, champions of the NBA. Yeah, and all of a sudden there's this website. I forget what they're called. Is it Homage, I think? I don't I think, know. I think they're called Homage. Uh, they released a uh, Cleveland Cavalier colored t-shirt for Ultimate Warrior. Um, I guess they do a bunch of Ohio shirts. Uh-huh. And uh, WWE Shop is, oddly enough, selling it on their website, too. So, Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, LeBron James wore that Ultimate Warrior t-shirt when he was exiting the airplane uh, when after the victory and everything. So that kind of uh, started the trend. Well, not the trend, but the talk of the town of the Ultimate Warrior shirts. Yeah, so, and then Kevin Love, is that his name? Famous, I don't know. Famous basketball star. Oh, Kevin Love, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he rocked a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316 t-shirt, the Smoking Skulls Championship, clung the two beers together, drank them in the locker room. That went, that not viral, but that was on the internet. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then yesterday, 20 years since Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316 was born. Yeah, that amazing, uh, epic promo where i swear to god i still think doc hendricks knew every single thing stone cold steve austin was saying he's he's mouthing along with it well he he's i think he suggested it to him oh yeah yeah i think he spoke about it on the have you listened to him with steve austin yet i don't know dude i keep on telling you you would love that interview with hendricks he Hendrix, whatever um <laughs> yeah i mean he uh, was at yeah one i point. think i think it was him and Austin spoke about the promo, and he gave him a few like pointers and everything. So I'm sure Austin ran it by him. That's like the thing, though. Like even even uh, like you go back and watch like Mean Gene and uh, Jesse Ventura, like other people. Like my friend, I always tell him this. He swears he doesn't see Doc Hendricks moving his lips at that Austin I'm promo. Sure he, I'm sure he. He did. I mean, there's so many people that mouth each other's promos when that happens. Like, yeah, I mean, like, if you go back and find, like, Jesse Ventura and Mean Gene stuff, they're, like, mouthing along to it. Yeah, yeah. The worst, I swear, the worst I've ever seen, this has nothing to do with wrestling, but the worst I've ever seen where somebody else mouths somebody else's lines, um, ABC has a new show out uh, based off of the movie with John Candy and uh, Macaulay Culkin, Uncle Buck. Okay. It's called Uncle Buck, and it's now on during the summer in on uh, ABC. And there was at one point where the the mother was was uh, mouthing the line of the daughter. Wow. And, and I'm like, how like how is nobody like how, like how could you have this? Is this live or is no? This it's taped? not live. It's taped. Wow. That's I was like pretty... maybe I was like maybe they didn't have like time to to like go back and and reshoot the scene or something, or maybe they just didn't realize that it was. That it was like that. That's awful. Another that terrible, is... another terrible case of that is our uh, Broski of the Week video, where is it? Uh, yeah, where Chris is just sitting there miming the whole time. <laughs> what about the other video of the Where's Dave, where you see me in the computer screen? Do that you? Was... Yeah, you do. Well, yeah. I mean, you were there for the second part. Yeah. I still hate that ending. Sorry. <laughs> I really do. That's all right. Talking about TV shows, have you 
checked out this TV show, correct? I have. Yes? I have. You have? Yes. Thoughts? That was actually one of my shout-outs. Wow. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, bringing it back, making marking out great again. Vintage. Wow. Well, I'm happy that I turned you on to that show. But, it, yeah, it's a good show. I See, guess we'll talk I about mean, it later. First of all, I, I wouldn't say that you really turned me on to it. Yeah, but it was, I, I it was told a, you to check it, it out. It was a brand-new TV show the are, are day gonna, you told me we, to check it out. Are we going to talk about it later or no? We could. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll save it. Spoiler. Yeah. All right, so not spoiling. Actually, I don't know. I feel like there's something else that took place this week that we are not talking about. Like from Monday to Friday? Yeah, I guess that's really it. I know huh. something else that took place this week that that's going to be spoken about later. I don't know. A bunch of things took place this week that we'll speak yeah. about later. All right, so let's talk about something that took place this week. We'll talk about that pay-per-view. Money in the Bank kicked off. At the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. And I kind of course, like in Las... Nope, that was an awful... awful that, Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't know what that is. Like in a ring announcer? Like Nevada. I don't know. Uh, I thought you were doing like a Louis Armstrong. Yeah, Las Vegas, Nevada. So the first match was the Golden Truth picking up the victory over Breezango. This we spoke about briefly uh, while oh, yeah. we recorded Somebody last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't we didn't pick. Uh, well, first of all, I won predictions. Yeah, Brandon won. Not not perfect game though because we well we forgot to speak about Rusev and Titus O'Neil, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> but that match, whatever. But you have a few other matches in there that you predicted. But, yeah, well, uh, not, not completely. But he's going to work it. But okay. Golden Truth picked up the victory here. It was a, it was a fine opener. Just I uh, don't, I don't know. Don't go tanning. Not that that was real at all. And hopefully this doesn't happen next pay per view. Hopefully we could move on from this angle a little bit, maybe. Uh, I don't know where they're going to move to, but yeah, hopefully. I I don't know, but at this rate, just go, please. Uh, disappointing. Not really actually disappointing. Just uh, it was like a throwaway match. The Lucha Dragons picked up the victory against the Dudley Boys on the on the kickoff show as well. Yeah, uh, pointless. Very pointless. It was just like this, not like, it's not taking anything away from any of the people in the match, but... But I, who cares? I kind of am checked out of the Dudley Boys. I don't. There's nothing like. There's nothing fresh going on. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I I agree. I. I mean, I, I do, don't get me wrong. If I was at a live event, I would want to see them too. But right, I that's think what I'm that saying. they could. I think like it was could. super cool when I saw them in October. I don't need to see them again after that. I just feel like they could do a little bit more with them, and they're not. But, yeah, Lucha Dragons picked up the victory. And then talking about Lucha Dragons, did you see that entire thing with Kalisto? Kalisto? Yeah, Kalisto. That's the one. Where uh, Kalisto was apparently supposed to be the seventh member of the Money in the Bank ladder match? Yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah, Yeah, where apparently WWE apparently tweeted out a photo by mistake as per the internet. Uh, Whether or not WWE did that or a fan made that, I have no idea, but that was the rumors going around that WWE actually tweeted it. So, uh... Yeah, it showed uh, Kalisto in the Money in the Bank promo pic, 
So very interesting. I mean, unfortunate too that they would remove him from that. But yeah. also, I don't get how they would include him, especially if uh, with all that went on that during that RAW. Uh, Just disappointing lead up. Wait, with what RAW? Uh, with how they were doing that triple bad whatever match six on six. Well, that, that came after. Maybe they figured, like, oh, well, let's just do a bunch of these matches instead of having to work him in. They could have yeah. done triple threat matches and stuff like that, but, I mean, yeah. he clearly would have fit in there with his history with Del Rio and everything. So. Oh, of course. And then let's not forget his history of ladder matches and everything. Yeah, so. his one yeah. WWE ladder match. Exactly. Like two ladder matches, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, the pay-per-view itself kicked off with the Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, New Day, Biggie Langston and Kofi Kingston retained the titles by picking up the victory against the club, Enzo and Cass, and the Vaudevillains. What um, is to note about this match? Uh, this match was going fine and dandy up until like the last maybe two minutes of the match, five minutes of the match. Like Everything just started falling apart, for me at least. I don't know. I, I I never found myself like uh, really into this match. I didn't really care. Yeah, that much. I don't know. For some reason, it just didn't hook me. I I wanted to be in it, but it just I don't. It didn't do anything for me. But and add, adding the Usos into it would have just taken me even further out of it. <laughs> but I have to question whether or not the New Day's ring gear was uh, a little Young Buck inspired. Oh, I don't know. It, that to me, it looks like something the Young Bucks would wear in the template of New Day gear. Hmm. And I, I, I tried to look on on Twitter and stuff to see if anyone was mentioning that, but I didn't see anyone. I mean, it was hard to sift through things, but I didn't see yeah. anybody. I don't know. Good observation, though. Uh, next up, you had Baron Corbin pick up a victory over Dolph Ziggler in a match that in a twenty okay. twenty seven minute long match. It felt like. Yeah, I mean, there were points that were like, all right, but then, like, most of it was just, like, blah. Um, Would you agree? Ziggler had cool gear, kind of uh, reminiscent of Shawn Michaels with the black and and teal, or blue, light blue. I don't know what you would call that color. Yeah. Still still blue. It was a blah match. I mean, the, the finish happened when Corbin hit the end of days. Um, nothing too special, though. Yeah, that's just, it's like... It's they they didn't do, I don't think they did what they needed to do with Baron Corbin. I agree, and I feel like they didn't do what they needed to do with this uh, storyline. Which it's like, like it's terrible right off the bat that that match was out on the pre-show, and they were like, "Oh wait, we just did this at the last two pay-per-views. We maybe we should just add two random tag matches and get it on the, on yeah. the main card, but." Up after that, we had a tag team match between Charlotte and Dana Brooke teaming up to take on and defeat Natalia and Becky Lynch. Um, Yeah. The aftermath was what was not even important, but the main thing to note was the fact that uh, Becky Lynch got attacked after the match by Natalia. Yeah. And Natalia didn't say anything, just attacked her and walked away. <laughs> when that when as soon as she attacked her, I was like, No, no, why are they doing this? I don't wanna see a heel Natalia. Not that a face Natalia is like entertaining. 
Wow, I can't believe you just said that. Well, I mean, like, entertainment value-wise. No, no, it's the truth. Say it. It's the truth. I'm not like, I've never denied that. Entertainment value-wise, Natalia is not entertaining as a face. She was more entertaining as a heel. Um, But in this day and age, in this stage... It's just there's was no she entertaining as a heel, or was the pe- were the people that she was surrounding herself with the entertainment? It was more the people that she was surrounding herself with. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to go back and like rewatch stuff with her and Beth Phoenix. I'm totally know. okay with that. So yeah, next up you had Cruz picking the victory over Sheamus. Uh, it was actually a decent match, better than the Corbin Ziggler match. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it was, a, again, just another throwaway match that just, I don't know. They, again, yeah. again, they're not doing what they need to with Apollo Crews. I mean, let's face it. If you're going to this live event, you're not buying tickets to see any of the matches that we have covered already. Well, maybe New Day. Yeah, maybe besides that. But uh, I, I, I did enjoy this match. I thought it was one of the better uh, pairings of the two. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked I liked Apollo Cruz's I don't know showing in this and he had cool, I, and he, he had, did have a strong showing. I was uh, gonna say he had cool gear also. Yeah, I did like uh, what's his face? Uh, Sheamus hitting the white white noise from the top rope. That was oh, pretty cool. Top rope or from the top not, rope, not the middle rope. Maybe middle. I don't know. Not from the ground. Not from the mat. Yeah, well, but that was pretty cool. In the match build as the WrestleMania, I don't know the WrestleMania what? I don't know the WrestleMania Dream Match. Sure, we could go with that one. You had John Cena taking on AJ Styles. Uh, John Cena and AJ Styles signed a contract last Monday Night Raw for it to be a one-on-one match where the Bullet Club or the club won't be ringside. Uh, AJ Styles picked up the victory here, though. It was a great match. Oh, an awesome match. Would you put it in a match of the year candidate? I don't know. Or, no. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it definitely, if it's not considered, I think it definitely set a bar. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah, no, it was definitely, it was definitely one of the better matches we've seen in 2016. Yeah, I definitely think that it set the bar. But, uh. Considered for anything. But, yeah, towards the end of the match, uh. Bullet Club came out, or the club came out, and uh, basically the ref got knocked out. The club came out, took out Cena, put AJ Styles on top of Cena. One, two, three. AJ Styles won. Now, how do you feel about the end of this match? Um. Are you okay? So this is a fantasy dream matchup. Uh, you have pretty much the TNA guy versus the WWE guy. Finally taking place, and that's the finish that you get. Are you okay with their first match being this kind of a finish? I guess, because it, it could lead to more of it. I agree. I'm okay with that as well. I think that, I mean, yeah, you want a clear winner, but if you give a clear winner the first time around, everyone's going to be like, eh, we don't really have to see the second time around. Right. So if you have this amazing show in this first match, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, now I have to see this next match. It's funny. Um, they updated the card for Madison Square Garden for the house show there in July. Oh, just going to add real quick that I think if they do have enough of the match, when they do, John Cena's picking up the victory to even the series. All right, keep it going. 
So they update, uh, yeah, they updated the card for July's MSG show, and it's billed, it says, I mean on the commercial also, but it says, for the first time ever at MSG, AJ Styles versus John Cena, which is like, it's so, I mean, to me that's stupid to bill it, but it's also at the same time not stupid to bill it that way, but I think it's stupid because it's like, yeah, of course it's the first time ever at Madison Square Garden, the, the match was, took place for the first time on Sunday at the pay-per-view. yeah. So I, I don't think that you'll get the same sort of a caliber match as you would on, as on a pay-per-view, though. You know, I don't know. I mean, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Seth Rollins pulled out the vertebraker. That is true. So you never know with stuff on house shows. I also know uh, they shuffled around the card, and, and uh, I think uh, Neville will be taking on Chris Jericho. Yeah, in a street fight, I believe. So I guess Neville's returning within the next few weeks that's always the good thing about seeing house shows is that you do get to see a lot of the returning wrestlers before the live uh live tv shows i mean that's not to say that neville's not going to be on tv before this happens but no that is true yeah that's very true so after that match we had the money in the bank match for the contract obviously uh, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Chris Jericho lost uh, to Dean Ambrose, who picked up the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, and what a it was an awesome match. I actually rewatched it yesterday. Uh, like I said, going into the pay per view, it was not a match I was looking forward to because of how many times we were seeing all of them. But yeah. I did not think it was going to be a bad match. No, I don't and, think. At all, but it was a good match. It was solid. At one point, um, at one point though, Chris Jericho was the only one up there, and I was like, "No, really? No, no, no." no. At that moment, I was just like, "You know what? I'd be okay with this." I was, I was, nope. I was like, "Absolutely not! Please don't let this happen." And really? Then, and then the camera angle got a little weird, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, the camera angle changed." So they're like, <laughs> so they're switching it out to to show like, oh, or to not show. Whoever is going to knock him off the the ladder? Yeah, I was completely. Once I saw him up there, I I was fine with it. And then um, when Ambrose climbed, I was again no, no, no. But then it happened. I was like, yeah, okay. So yeah, <laughs> I got like I got that feeling when uh, Jericho was up there. I was just like, oh no, not him. And then I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but no, I, 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 I just wrote I, down a few uh, spots of the match that I really liked. That I'll tell you. Um, there was one spot where Kevin Owens set up the ladder. Uh, right up against Sami Zayn on the outside of the ring when Zayn was up against the ring apron and he went to go take a running start running up the ladder but instead he sidestepped it to uh, hit him with a super kick a yeah. side kick yeah I thought that was hilarious you had the hilarious you know, I thought it was funny <laughs> really yeah Kevin Owens teasing something and then just goes for a side kick instead European uppercut train was awesome followed by the uh, sentence what is this the uh, Santon train? I don't know. Uh, there was that part where Kevin Owens the, thro- uh, like threw Kevin Owens. Star- Huh? Like Kevin Owens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannonball. Cannonball, yeah. Uh, there was that part where the ladder was, hang- it was uh, situated on the top rope of the turnbuckle, and Kevin Owens threw uh, Cesaro face first right into that. That was awesome. There was just so many good parts. I was the disappointed big, that the big swing into uh, where Cesaro flew Jericho right into right the into uh, yeah. ladder. I was disappointed that none broke, like by force or like 
buying like kayfabe. I don't know. I'm okay with it. I'm. I, there was so much that I took away from this match that I liked. There was that Michinuku driver from Zane to Owens onto, or uh, I think Owens onto the ladder. That was also another, the ladder. Yeah, that was also another great Michinoku driver. Yeah, um, and then there was that cross. I thought that cross arm breaker that Del Rio had on, um, I believe maybe Cesaro. I think Cesaro. And then while Del Rio has his arm breaker locked in. Uh, Kevin Owens comes over and sidekicks him right in the head. That was part, so I, spots I, that were cool. I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the cross arm breaker up there, but I liked the. the I liked kick. it. I liked the kick. The, the, the one thing I didn't like about it was that right after it, Cesaro got up and climbed the, uh, scurried up the ladder. You know, with without. Well, I mean, he's a superhuman. Yeah, I don't know. That's my only beef with that spot. But overall, I thought it was a really it exceeded expectation because going into it, I don't think the two of us had that high of expectations. No, for- I always have high expectations for a Money in the Bank match. I don't. Every I don't know how every single Money in the Bank match has been like. I don't know. Well, not every single one. Yeah, sometimes it's been like last. Nah, I wouldn't say sometimes. I would say maybe like two out of the whatever many Money in the uh-huh. Bank matches they've had. But very good match. Yeah. And uh, Dean Ambrose is your Money in the Bank holder. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. I would say two out of the 17 Money in the Bank. Or is it 17? Two out of 17? That doesn't sound right. What about? What are you trying two to figure out? out? Don't do it. You'll hurt yourself. 17. Do they count the second one? Yeah, I'm going to say the 17. Yeah, two out of 17 of the Money in the Bank matches were bad. Um, all right. Next up, talking about bad, Rusev picked up the victory over Titus O'Neil to retain the U.S. championship. Did you care? No. Me neither. Next match. Yeah. Well, although I have to say, uh, Titus O'Neil's kid slapped Rusev, not part of the match. But that was funny. He, he gave him like a pat on like the chest or whatever. Not part of the match. No, that wasn't like it wasn't had it had zero effect. It was after the match. It just like patted him on the chest. Oh. As if to say, yeah, damn right, you showed my dad. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. But uh yeah, so that match took place. Nothing big big came It did of take it. place. It ended with the accolade, of course. No yeah. new champion there. Nope. Uh, but the main event of the evening saw Roman Reigns, the guy uh, who was champion. Oh, the guy that we haven't even put. Did we put him on the outside the ring news? No, but I was going to mention that first thing. Interesting. All right, keep it going. Yeah, so Roman Reigns was the guy uh, champion. Got defeated by the what was he? Who was Rollins? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. No, Roman Reigns is the guy. I don't know, D. Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose is the dude. Seth Rollins is the man. Right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Seth Rollins picked up the victory. He never lost the title. He had to relinquish it due to injury. Did you just make that up? No, they they did the whole triangle thing. <laughs> they were like, well, Roman Reigns, like he was like, I am the guy. And then Dean Ambrose was like, well, if you're the guy and Seth Rollins is the man, then I must be the dude. No, there's only one dude. And that who is 
Like in wrestling? No, in life. Are you sure about that? Because there is only one dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're such a mark. Are you kidding me? <laughs> how do you not think of things like that? Like, because I'm not that big of a mark. And then how? And then how in your head do you just hear me say "dude" and you're like, "Oh," like what triggered that? I don't know. Was the way it, you said it. <laughs> was it a good impression? The dude. No, that didn't sound good. No, that was bad. But dude, let's continue with the match. The match itself was a good match. Dude love, just to make sure, right? Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking about Big Lebowski. Yeah, obviously. And I tweeted out a picture of uh, Dean Ambrose's face on the dude. Oh, nice. Yeah, but yeah, I would say this was more than a good match. Uh, I, I don't think... I, I don't know. People... A lot of people's... Don't don't give Roman Reigns credit. Yeah, and they, they should. I mean, the guy still works hard. I was a fan of the uh, spear to the pedigree spot. That, I think that was my like mark out moment of the week. Because I, I, I don't think I've ever I've never seen that before. I feel like I have. I think Triple H did it to Goldberg or someone or Rhino or I've seen him do it before. I don't know. I I, I don't off off the top of my head I, when that happened. I was like I was like I need a gif of that to show people. Yeah, I think Triple H, Triple H may have done it, or Rollins may have done it to to uh, Reigns in the past. I mean, if he did, it just doesn't. I I don't remember in my head, but yeah. But I was a I was a big fan of that spot. Mm-hmm. A spot that everyone was a fan of was after the match. Rollins picked up the victory. He's celebrating in the ring. And then out of nowhere, not really out of nowhere, because you saw the camera angle change. I mean, I, and his music hit, so. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. Music. I- Titantron. He's going in for the, uh, to cash in that Money in the Bank briefcase, but he's not coming down the entrance ramp. Yeah, Seth Rollins was turned away towards the entrance ramp. Ambrose came from behind, smacked him in the face with the briefcase, cashed in. Yeah, picked him up. up. Dirty deeds. Yeah, and that was did, it. Did you, did you think when Ambrose came out that he was going to be able to fully cash in? Yeah, why wouldn't I? I don't know. I didn't. For some reason, I just figured like I was like, I don't, I don't think Ambrose is going to cash in right here. I think it's going to be like a bluff type of thing, or, or like, oh. I mean, the referee. Every single time we see somebody try and cash in, the referee is like, "What? You, wait, you're sure? doing it are now? You sure? are, you, are you sure? Are, do you now? want me to? Do you want now? me to give this in? Do you, are you sure?" And, like, this was the first time where it was, like, crack in the face. Referee takes the briefcase, ring the bell, one, two, three. I was like, okay. Yeah. And it's I funny because as I, much as... It was as, predictable that he was coming up from, uh, through the crowd, though. I not, I don't, I didn't... I, I even mean, texted you or Brad point, right before it happened. I was just like, he's coming up from behind. But, uh, so... As much as I did not want to see Dean Ambrose win the Money in the Bank ladder match, when he won the ladder match, I was like, okay, uh, I'll, whatever, I'll, I'll see where it goes. And then he came out and won the WWE Championship, and now I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I feel like a breath of fresh air. Well, not a, Really? I wouldn't say breath of fresh air, because it's still like... like I don't uh, know. I... But like, at the same point, it's like, yeah, I could, I, I, I could deal with this. I can deal with it, but I don't care it anymore. It's not like a stress. It's not like a stressing, stressing me out type of situation where, like, as if no, Chris Jericho gonna... was champion, I'd be like, "Oh, we got to listen to him. never, ever," or like. But I'm not going to turn on the TV again. just to watch him. 
Right. I'm not like specifically. I'm turning on Monday Night Raw to watch Monday Night Raw. I'm not specifically tuning into. I mean, we know Zack Ryder. That train sailed. So. Well, I'm not tuning into. I haven't been tuning into Raw at all. So I think everyone knows that that listens to the show knows that there has been anything that has been worth me tuning in for. And I don't think Ambrose is going to change that. I was going to say that that uh, phrase I said was incorrect. Oh, that's all right. The train sailed. Oh. Yeah. Good job. The boat, the ship sailed. That ship sailed. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, Money in the Bank was definitely, 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 definitely not uh, the best Money in the Bank pay-per-view of all time. Uh, I think, I mean, in past Money in the Bank, I mean, let's face it. What do we have in this match, in this Money in the Bank to make it, quote unquote, the best? We had AJ Styles versus John Cena. We had Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. We had a cash-in from Dean Ambrose. Those were the three highlights. Yeah, it wasn't any, it was not the best. And to entertain that is kind of. Kind of what? No. And, uh, I mean, uh, and, and then to, to go back in Money in the Bank history, even like 2011, where we had probably one of the greatest matches in WWE history. Uh, CM Punk versus John Cena, where if, if uh, Cena didn't retain the title, he would lose. And CM Punk picked up the victory there. Or not lose, he would be fired. Yeah. That was always... That goes back, we spoke about this before the show. You said you didn't like it, but Christian defeating Randy Orton. uh, I'm sorry. I fell off that storyline after the first nine matches. I don't know. I like that one. I don't care. And then you had, that's that's the 2011, you had Daniel Bryan win the Money in the Bank contract that he went and then cashed in to win the, the heavyweight championship. Yeah, so, all right, let's move on from Money in the Bank and talk about something Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which I realized every single time I go to a wrestling event, or not a wrestling event, but specifically a Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. For like the past like eight years, maybe I've posted like, "Would a loser have two tickets to Monday Night Nitro?" Or like, "I'm going to Monday Night Nitro or Monday Night Nitro Live in Cheyenne," because it's like so many. Like, I guess I gone to a bunch of Monday Night Raws recently in June, so like you go back in history on the Facebook thing and it shows you, and it's like all these WCW statuses. Interesting. Well, that's also crazy is that uh, going back in history today, like the day of right here, June 24th, 2007 was the day I graduated high school. Also happened to be the day we found out, or not the day we found out, the day we found out that Chris Benoit was not making the pay-per-view. Vengeance, Night of Champions. Mm. That's still crazy. And then the next day we found out everything that happened. Well, yeah, very, we, the next very day we found out, the next day was supposed to be Vince McMahon's funeral. Do you remember that? Where Johnny yeah. Nitro's limo got blown up on the ZTLIS years later. But that was supposed to be Vince McMahon's like, funeral. And then, uh, and then we found out Tuesday. That's when Vince McMahon went live on ECW and apologized for everything. Yeah, very unfortunate, though, everything that did take place. Yeah, but it definitely changed the game for professional wrestling with uh, concussions and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, on to Monday Night 
Raw. Uh, Dean Ambrose opened the show, which led to Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins to come out as well. Uh, they both were like, we deserve rematches. Shane O'Mac came out and said, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins to see who the number one contender will be on uh, Monday Night, on, on Raw as the main event. Which, I, I don't, they were billing that as uh, WrestleMania dream match as well. But it's like, I don't, I don't. What don't they bill as that? Yeah. Titus O'Neil versus Rusev. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the first match of the night, we saw Sami Zayn taking on Kevin Owens, which is always great. Uh, I liked both of them immediately right off the bat, selling the fact that they were in a ladder match the night before. It's always good to see somebody selling previous night's injuries. Of course. Uh, Kevin Owens attacked Sami Zayn after the match and went to actually powerbomb him off the stage. However, Sami Zayn reversed it, and uh, the referees kind of like pulled him apart, broke it up, but spilled into the back. It kept going. Yeah, they brawled for a long time, and it was awesome. It was. It's always good to see how much... Uh, anger and hatred these two have between each other yeah it's um, like i don't like they don't in wwe they don't fully show it like you don't mm -hmm. fully know like if you were just a wwe fan and you never seen ring of honor or anything else it's like you're just seeing like oh they still hate each other from nxt uh but like rewind that years past it's like Oh my God! Look at this match they've had each other, like with each other. Look at this match. Look at this match, and it's like one day. Like I'm hoping, like that's like part of the reason why I was hoping like Kevin Owens would win the the Money in the Bank briefcase or whatever, because then it like that's a step closer to winning the championship. Mm -hmm. That's a step closer to getting Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the WWE Championship, mm -hmm. where hopefully they go back in time. And they're like do 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 do, and it's like. Oh my God! Look at this, El Generico, blah blah blah, Kevin Steen, and like they show clips because they could definitely get those clips to show. Of course, I don't know whether they want to associate El Generico with Sami Zayn. I don't see why they wouldn't, but I think that would be a super cool like hype video where it's like they go all the way back in time where like oh they're tagging their friends, best friends, boom turns on him, all is forgiven NXT, boom night of turns on him, same exact thing. Mm. I think it'd be cool, but. Yeah. uh... Yeah, so it was fun to see them brawl out backstage. But uh, after that, John Laurinaitis made him an appearance on Monday Night Raw. Which, by the way, they had podium set up for Raw and SmackDown to show what, us what, what the, did they have. They had podium set up on the entrance. Oh lane yeah, to just show us like, oh, this is what's going to happen July nineteenth on SmackDown during the draft. But uh, Johnny Ace came out and he was like, "I'll lead SmackDown," and Shane was like, "No." You won't. I'm going to lead both, which also is not going to happen. But Yeah. I don't, were you a fan of all this with Lauren? I mean, just for the fact, I mean, it's understandable. Like, you had, Bo uh, not Booker T, you had <laughs> Teddy Long, you had Kane, you had Johnny Ace. I was going to say, maybe next Booker T will come out. He was a former GM for a very short period of time for SmackDown. He may. Do you remember that? Do you remember we were there the night he returned? Or yes. Was, no, he returned as a commentator, though, no? Yeah, he was a SmackDown commentator. But he was also a GM at one point. Or yeah, not for when we went, though. Yeah. 
there's been like a lot of general managers. Like I, I'm assuming next week is going to be Vicky Guerrero. Like oh, I thought it was going to be Zack Ryder. Yeah, no, I don't. If for some reason the record books don't really show that he was the general manager of SmackDown. Well, that's bogus. I mean, he was the assistant to the general manager of SmackDown, but he was also general manager for one night. Yeah, he won that battle royal, I believe, right? Yeah, I was over at your house. It was like July 4th. Yeah. I think it was just July 4th weekend in 2012. 2012, maybe? Uh-oh, he's doing math again. It's not math. I'm just, like, reminiscing about when it was. Mm. No, it's, right? like, it's like I could be like, oh, do you remember what you did on June 24th, 2007? No, I barely remember months ago. Because I remember what you did on June 24th, 2007. Nice. You came over to my house, and we barbecued with our, with our family. And then we watched Night of Champions, and we watched CM Punk versus Johnny Ace. I mean, Johnny Mundo. Yeah, Johnny I don't Nitro, recall. Johnny Mercury? Joey Mercury? Johnny Nitro? All right, let's get on with some more Raw, though. Enzo and Cass picked up the victory against the Vaude Villains. Uh, pointless match. Really much yep. so. It was a pointless match. The, the best part of this was Enzo coming out and cutting a promo on Johnny Ace's voice. Yeah, and after that, the best part of it was the finish. Uh, which was, As in, like, the pinfall, like, the end of the match. That was uh, the best part. I think Enzo and Cass have done all they can do with the Vaude Villains. There's nothing more for them to do there. Yeah. There's, like, the Vaude Villains don't bring anything to the table anymore. Well, just release them. I wouldn't say just release them. I think they need something else. I don't know. Uh, I, um, I'm not a fan. I don't want to see them anymore. Maybe they could do some fun backstage shorts. Uh, not like the history of pro wrestling, but like not, like not speak or anything, just be themselves like wrestling matches. Mm. Like where like you could like do like like archive footage where it's like the like I don't know, you ever see stuff from the 20s? It's like yeah. broken, the screen's all cracked and everything. Mm, it's in sepia, mm, black and white. I'm going to pass on your idea right now. You give it to like the do 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 put a nice soundtrack behind it like a Nickelodeon. But after that match, we saw AJ Styles coming out to talk about the club and their involvement at Money in the Bank. He actually called them out to make them apologize to John Cena, which I get. It was kind of like I mean, to me, it didn't come off as like mocking. John Cena here, but like I get it that that's what they were probably aiming for. Yeah. But I didn't like it because we saw the video of them celebrating after Money in the Bank on online. Yeah, we saw that, and every uh, that's why it was confusing. But John Cena ended up coming out, as did the club. But he spoke about that contract signing where, like AJ, like he wishes AJ would have just signed the one where the club were allowed at the ringside area. But I still don't get that contract signing because it wasn't a match for like it just wasn't a match for anything special it was just like oh if the club comes out what happens you lose a title no no i mean but there is still a lot to the match i mean i don't think you needed a title or anything for these two to uh compete over i mean i don't think aj styles and john cena needed a title for it but for that contract signing to have meant something to me where it's like oh 
Will this be AJ Styles versus John Cena? Or will this be AJ Styles and the club ringside versus John Cena? To me, that makes no difference. Mm-hmm. What like there's no what's what's stopping the club from running down? Well, and obviously evolved? nothing. Right. So that still that's like nothing. Contract signing meant nothing. Little kids love it. I don't know. What do you want? What do you, what do you want? A realistic answer. But, Come on. But uh, John Cena ended up challenging AJ Styles, and uh, AJ was like, you could face anyone from the club, just not me. So Cena's like, it doesn't matter who I face. Like, clearly it's like, if I choose Gallows, you and Anderson will be there. If I choose Anderson, you and Gallows will be there. Never going to be a fair fight. Maybe it's going to lead to a steel cage match or something. I don't know. But uh, that led to John Cena taking on Carl Anderson. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this match. Cena defeated Anderson by disqualification. Very quickly. Uh, yeah, I mean... The, the entire was... time, Cena, it was a squash match. <sighs> it was a big-time heavy favor Cena, as opposed to an actual match of back and forth. I guess it was more so to just be like, oh, Cena's going over this, but then he didn't completely go over by himself because Styles and Gallows did interrupt, interrupt the match and uh, got involved. They The club hit the Magic Killer and AJ Styles hit the Styles Clash, which that's like it, Cena's neck was like so close from from the mat or his head, I should say. His neck's attached to his head. That Yeah, that's it's, accurate. It's cringeworthy. Is it? Like, can you so, tell me that the, the D1 is connected to the F6? Yes, it is. But, I don't know, I still cringe with the uh, Styles Clash every time. See, I don't do it every time. The pay-per-view, when I tweeted that on Monday Night Raw, or during Monday Night Raw, people were like, oh, it was the same thing during the pay-per-view. To me, that that didn't, like, register on the pay-per-view. Monday Night Raw was like, oh my god, like, that was really close. To me, it was the same. It was exactly the same as on the pay-per-view to me. But I, like I said, I cringe at it every time I do see it, though. But uh, speaking of the same on the pay-per-view, Renee Young was backstage interviewing Becky Lynch, who uh, spoke about the women's division, and uh, then just got... Or lack thereof. Yeah. And then just got attacked by Natalia. And then Natalia proceeded to say, I'm going to be by myself. I don't need you. I'm going to do me. And people didn't care, so it doesn't matter. And so... Speaking of people half not caring, no. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin picked up the victory against Zack Ryder. Uh, Zack Ryder hit that dropkick again off the apron. I still think that's one of the coolest moves that he's added to his moveset. I agree, but how many times are they going to do this matchup and think that we forgot about it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I like with that uh, dropkick. How many times can you use Zack Ryder and make it anything? Yeah, I mean this match. You've done it. You've. It's just like anything else, Corbin related. It's overkill. Yeah, it's it's not. It's like it's pointless to do. And hopefully one day we'll see a Zack Ryder match where he like uses that that drop kick off the apron and actually like wins a match. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like it's he's basically just helping Corbin out because. Yeah, but how many times? If you need us to see him versus Zack Ryder so many times on Raw, SmackDown, main yep. event. Ever, what are you telling me? Are you telling me that you really aren't that confident in, bring, in your decision to bring up Corbin right now? Yeah. I mean, what what is the WWE trying to convey to us? 
So, uh, next up, you had Charlotte uh, pick up the victory, uh, defending her women's championship against Paige. This was probably the most unfortunate match of the night, simply because we could have seen an end of one of the worst title reigns in WWE history, and we didn't. Yeah, but, uh, but um, I will note that that was a good uh, mood salt from Charlotte off the top rope. I think she has a decent mood salt. That I will, you know, I will give credit where it's due, and that was actually good. But it's let's because she talk had, about does, she's got guys. gymnastic background. Yeah, but still good. I mean, so does Evan Bourne, and we say it's, his that, stuff is good. I mean, all of these guys. That's like. I mean, it's still good. That was like counter arguing my thing. Like, yeah, of course it's good because they have gymnastic backgrounds. Yeah. But I was going to say that it's like this match was no saving grace for last week's match between them. But uh, it was better. Just not like anything to write on. Uh, what about that small package? So. Oh, cringe worthy. I don't know. I, I that, also that like gave, that gave Rebel versus whatever her name is Martinez a run for the money with that. I, don't, that I think was, I think the end of SmackDown's match was was worse. And then what about that fallaway slam that just looked weird? More so, I think the my main takeaway from this was the fact that Dana Brooke could not even put Charlotte's foot on the rope to break the count. The, yeah. It went under, which, yeah, that's a good thing, I guess. But then, I mean, it still breaks it. Yeah, but then she I, went and I, corrected it and put it on top of the rope, so it's like... Yeah, but the entire... It was just awkward with her and Paige. It was awkward on the side. And then I don't like that Dana attack, ran in from the side of the ring where... The ref should uh, have thrown her out from that. Well, it was after the match. Oh, I mean. well, at one point when Dana got involved, she got involved and th- she got into the ring almost. The ref should have thrown that out, thrown her away. Well, what is she she also got punched, knocked out by Paige yeah. at the time too. So, I mean, what's the point of throwing out someone who's knocked out already? Well, I mean, yeah, well. But Charlotte and Dana Brooke beat Paige down afterwards and uh, Sasha Banks made her return, uh, which I... Didn't really like the end of this because it left Paige holding up Sasha Banks' arm, who had the title. Well, let's face it, Paige is far from being having a title shot again. Right, but like shouldn't I mean shouldn't Paige want the title? Like shouldn't she have like stared Sasha down as if she wanted to be champion? No, because Paige is a face. Or um, there's no point for that. I don't know. To me, I, no, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I don't I don't see the point of that. I mean, the, the feud isn't, isn't a focus in the feud. But like, here she or is. Or should she be? Here's here's Paige who has a, a women's championship title shot and loses it because somebody else gets involved, and then Sasha Banks makes a return to save her, and then it's like, oh, I don't actually care the fact that I just had a title shot that was taken away from me because somebody got involved in the match that shouldn't have been there. But let me celebrate you becoming champion. I don't know. I'm completely fine with it. I think that it's it's okay. I don't see the problem with it. Uh, Paige is not the focus of this. It's Charlotte and Becky and uh, whatever Sasha. it is. Yeah, Sasha. There's no point for it for Paige to be pissed off to want to be involved. It's, I mean, come on. You're thinking outside. You're like looking in on this. I'm thinking like 
kayfabe wise. Oh, uh, come on. I, I mean, that even kayfabe wise, why, why is Dana Brooke not mad that she's not champion either? For, because her whole deal is a lackey. She's a lackey to Emma. She's a lackey to Charlotte. Or is Charlotte the lackey? Lacking onto everyone else. I don't know. I don't... I, even as... There's no reason for it. At all. So... Well, up next we had the... Big return-ish of the Wyatt family. Without Luke Harper still. He's injured. Um, but... Bray Wyatt was talking about stuff, and all of a sudden, New Day interrupted and uh, cut a promo. And Bray Wyatt was like, "New Day will fall." And then, like, he tried to go into the chant. Yeah, it was really awkward between uh, what's his name, Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman. Were like, I didn't get why they were like. I get they were trying to do the, the chant and everything. But were they clapping? I think they were clapping. I don't remember if, seeing if, them clap. If my memory serves me correct here, then I believe they were clapping. But, but It's just always a toss-up then. But Rowan's beard is so much longer now, which is crazy. And Bray Wyatt cut a bunch of weight. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's cool. If you're, if you're heavy, you're heavy. If, you're, if you lose weight, you lose weight. Hey, it's good for him. He's being healthy. It's up to you. You made a conscious if, decision. If you if you like how you look, if you're but you can always be more healthy are. at times. I mean, he probably didn't. He probably realized that he wasn't eating properly. He wasn't doing what he had to do. So it's good. It's good to see that he's doing uh, making healthy decisions in life. Are you talking about me? No, I'm talking about my <laughs> wife. No, I'm just kidding. I obviously. But uh, after that took place, Rusev versus Titus O'Neil was supposed to take place. Yeah. Um, somewhat luckily, it didn't happen because Titus O'Neil attacked Rusev all around the ringside area. But uh, and nobody cared. Rusev got away. Um, I like I like the setup where Titus like takes out Rusev, but I don't I don't know why Rusev. Always just runs away. I don't see how that makes Rusev look strong. I don't even remember the last time Rusev looked strong. It's like he's supposed to be this big heel, strong character, blah, 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 but runs away. It's like he has this finisher that's supposed to be devastating, which people tap out to within seconds, and then he just runs away from a fight. That's not... Yeah, Shouldn't it be the face retreating from that? Should, like, it, does that mean that Titus O'Neil is stronger than? I don't think the face had to retweet, uh, retweet, re, not even retreat, but like that. even even look like somewhat like not yeah. as strong. I don't know. How do you make that? How do you make somebody who's, who looks as strong as Titus O'Neil does look not as strong as Rusev? I don't know. No clue. But uh, yeah, next. Up, you had the main event of the evening. Roman Reigns taking on Seth Rollins for the number one contendership at the WWE Championship. Uh, went to a countout. Yeah, double countout, which uh, I didn't like at the first point where at one point where uh, Seth Rollins, they were at like nine and Rollins like just reached his arms in the ring to break the count. Mm-hmm. But like 
he rolled halfway in the ring. He didn't even get his feet in, in, under the ropes. Yeah. To me, he rolled back out. That's where I think the 10 count should have happened. That I was pissed off at. Mm-hmm. That really did. Like, I was like, I don't understand. Like, this isn't like, you don't get to pick and choose what body parts go in the ring to, to break the count. Yeah. But uh, this match was fun to watch. I just, it's the same thing from last night. I just don't how get how commentary's like, this is a WrestleMania caliber match. But it's like, it's the, is it it's really? the Money in the Bank main event turned into a Raw main event. Yeah. Don't, don't shove a WrestleMania match in our face when it's not WrestleMania. Yeah, don't just name drop. Like, don't just use that name and that Yeah, motto like, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have to care about a match worthy of WrestleMania when it's just a random pay-per-view and a random Raw. Yeah. Like, it, WrestleMania shouldn't be a factor. Yeah, I get what WrestleMania is. It's not. Unless it's yeah. at WrestleMania, then it's not. So. Exactly. You can say that it's a fantasy matchup or something, but we've seen it so many times where it's just like... It's like Hulk on. Hogan versus Andre the Giant. It happened before WrestleMania. It happened after WrestleMania. Yeah, you is it a WrestleMania match every time? Exactly. Like, But the match ended on a double countout. Shane McMahon came out and he was like, this is not how it can end. But Dean Ambrose was out there as well and he's like, I'll fight them both. And Shane's like, okay, triple threat, main event. Battleground. And that was the set for, for Battleground. That was yeah. basically the end of Raw. So, alright. Let's get into some smacketh and down it. Should we... Yes, let's do it. Yeah. What? Go into it. Uh, yeah, so Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, it, we came to, found out that, uh, came to find out that Roman Reigns was suspended for 30 days due to the wellness policy by WWE. Uh, we don't know any more details than that. Don't know if it's Roy's. Don't know if it's drugs. I don't think it's heroin. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, would, I would assume that's like an X. Like, that's like, you're doing heroin, you're fired, or you're going I don't to know. Rehab. But, I mean, in general, this is definitely one way to go about setting up that triple threat match. What if it's fake? There's a, like, there's always a kind thing. Of like like, that, kind of like that injury to Roman Reigns right after WrestleMania, just to keep him, or wherever he got injured, to lead him up to Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's always, like, a thing, like, no, it not was, Royal Rumble. It was after Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Was it? I don't, I don't know. Whatever he, he got hurt. I think it was leading to mania. Yeah. But it's like there's always that question that like especially because Roman Reigns like instantly tweeted out his apologies to his fans, his family and everything. Yeah. Like is that something everybody does? No. People don't normally talk out right away. Who knows? Maybe because he was the face, well, not face of the company, but... Yeah, but even still... He was the guy. Yeah. It's very weird that now, and he's still going to be able to compete at the pay-per-view. Yeah, his suspension ends, like, the Wednesday right before the pay-per-view or something. It just so happens that that's when it ends. Maybe it ends Tuesday and he'll be back SmackDown Live. I don't know. Mmm... But still, I think a loss to the uh, WWE. In what way? In a way that he was a he was a name, 
and he but was here, involved with the bigger sto- storyline of the book of the company. Yeah, but here it, it it I mean SmackDown was like the perfect like painting of the picture of like oh we don't really need Reigns in this feud right now. Yeah. Where like I mean SmackDown opened up Seth Rollins opened the show speaking about how he's going to regain the title whatever, which I'm surprised that they didn't have him mention Roman Reigns being suspended. But uh, yeah. Seth Rollins issued an open challenge. Well, they don't they don't really mention them ever live. But that's what I'm saying. It's like or on TV at all. But it's like WWE was so public about Roman Reigns with like, and Roman Reigns was so public with it. I mean, not saying exactly why he was suspended, but just like, oh, I've dis- I disappointed my fans. I disappointed my family. I disappointed WWE. I disappointed myself. I'm sorry. Blah blah blah. It's like I would have assumed maybe they'll maybe come Monday Night Raw. They're gonna. They're, they'll say it or something. I'm going to put money that they don't. I think they should. I'm willing to bet that they don't, and I don't think that they should. I think they should because it's like Seth I Rollins. It, it just adds to Seth Rollins being a heel kind of where it's like – or How? I mean that's kind of him being a face though. Yeah. Where he'd be like, oh, Roman Reigns cheated. He couldn't even – and that's why I defeated him or something. I don't know. So now Reigns is a heel? That's what you're making it out. So Reigns should be a heel then. I mean, hey. If I don't think that that would be a good way to go about it. If that's it. where the ball falls. Huh? If that's where the ball falls, then I don't know. Is that, is that really a saying? <laughs> it is not. Is that, is that how it goes? It is not. Okay. I'm turning into you. Yeah. If, if the ball's in that court. Then play ball. If that's, where, if that's where the cookie crumbles, dude. Hey, take a shot. If the cookie crumbled? Yeah. But, so, I don't know. But uh, Seth Rollins issued that open challenge to anybody in the back, and Sami Zayn came out, uh, which led to Dean Ambrose to come out and set up the Ambrose Asylum, which I thought was a really funny uh, segment between the two of them, between right yeah. uh, Rollins and Ambrose. And right here, it reminded me of Mark Marin. I know you're not going to get that reference at all, but... Just like, uh, just the the setup of it. Like Ambrose is like, "Oh, I'm not going to invite you on the Ambrose Asylum ever again." And Rollins like, "This is like, I this is I was here first. Like you didn't do this." It was funny the interaction between the two of them. How Mark Marrow? Not Mark Marrow. Who? Mark Marin. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I told you you're not going to know. No. But, but uh, so that Mark Marrow did undergo successful heart surgery to replace an aorta and a heart valve. So, wishing him a speedy recovery. Yeah. The wild, wild man, Mark Marrow. Good job. Yeah. But uh, Cesaro, moving on more with SmackDown, picked up the victory against Alberto Del Rio. Uh, this match I liked more so because of Cesaro. Uh, Del Rio hit Cesaro with a tilt a whirl, which Cesaro's like basically like at that point anything you could do I could do better. Does three consecutive tilt a whirl slams to to Del Rio, or backbreakers I should say tilt a whirl backbreakers. But uh, I, I like that. And then uh, Cesaro reversed the cross arm breaker into the neutralizer like so smoothly, which I thought was a great way to end the match too. I agree. Uh, next, we saw Sheamus taking on Apollo Crews, defeating Apollo Crews via countout. Um, it's like a few weeks ago for a split second, I thought we'd see something from Apollo Crews, like character-wise. 
Mm, yeah, about that. You but, may want to revisit that. Yeah, but now it's just nothing. They like they tout they tout his talent and and they just there's no character there. Yeah. I, I like the end of this match though, where it's like Sheamus sets up the steel steps, standing up. Apollo Crews is on the outside of the ring, bro kick to the back of his head into the steps. Ten count. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. But uh, after that, we were backstage with the club, and the Usos walked in, and Jimmy ended up challenging AJ Styles, who then promised the club will not be there with him. But we know AJ Styles. Yeah, and no one believed him. Yeah. You good over there, Papa Pump? Holla if you hear me. It's like whenever you hear a siren, don't you always wonder what happened? No, I always think of... You always think of Scott's Diner whenever you hear a siren? What, you don't? I mean, that's one of the thoughts, but but it's like, I don't know, always one of the thoughts is like, oh, I wonder what happened. No. I I just hope that people are okay. The police were on my street this week. It was the craziest thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What happened with that? So, I'm laying on my bed listening to, uh, watching television. And all of a sudden, I hear like, ah! I'm like, what the hell? What was that supposed to be? That's what I was thinking. Okay, continue. Like, what the heck is that? I was like, let me go look out my, the side of my window. And then I hear it again. Ah! I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's not a cat. That's not a dog. Maybe that's the sound a raccoon makes. Maybe there's a raccoon on the <laughs> roof. Maybe there's a raccoon in my attic or something. So I go to get up, and this time I hear it. It's coming from my front window. (laughs) I look out my front window to be like, what the heck is that? Like I'm looking around, looking around. All of a sudden, I look to my left. I see what looks like this dude getting the crap kicked out of him in my neighbor's bush. What? That's what it looked like to me. I thought like I thought the noise was this one dude getting like the life choked out of him. Uh huh. I grabbed my phone to call. Well, not to call nine one one, but to call in the future to call nine one one. I grabbed my phone, run downstairs. I was gonna whistle mad loud and like go outside and like whistle like, "Hey, what the heck is going on over there?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> but by that time, I got downstairs and I see. Why is it all I'm picturing is that guy the. Uh... That that famous YouTube clip, the ah, the guy that cries. Yeah, yeah. All I'm seeing is that guy getting beat up in your bushes now, and you yell, you running up to out to the door to whistle at them. All right, continue. Yeah. So by the time I got to my front door, I saw a third person, which I couldn't really make out who it was. And then I I went into one of the rooms that I could see outside more clear, and I saw it was my neighbor. My neighbor was in the street holding one of the guys and the other dude was just crying we're not crying shaking his head as if like as if like his friend was like dead or something i was like i didn't hear i didn't hear a gunshot or anything i saw lightning so maybe he got struck by lightning or something i had had no clue who the two kids were and uh two guys whatever but um so i see my neighbor in the middle of the street like they're trying to like drag the guy onto like the side of the street and uh, then all of a sudden, police show up, 
And come to find out, the kid was was trying to jump from his friend's car because his girlfriend broke up with him or girlfriend cheated on him and it was him crying and that's what i heard it was not a cat it was not a dog it was not a raccoon it was this guy crying because his girlfriend cheated on him and his friend good friend he had stopped his car and like chased after him i guess he was like trying to run into traffic or whatever so no one was beating up anyone no no it was this dude basically trying to tell his friend to like get over it and be like there's more fish in the sea so now what happens if that if you went out there to whistle and be like hey kids cut it out whoa how would you feel i don't know i wasn't gonna say cut it out i was gonna say what's going on but luckily, I nothing bad was happening. But still, that's like, then the police came, and then we're like, is this seriously going on? Well, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. More interesting than SmackDown, that's for sure. Yeah, where AJ Styles picked up the victory against Jimmy Uso. I thought the uh, one of the interesting points of this match, we saw Jimmy Uso going for a baseball slide where AJ Styles caught him. And, like, spun him around in the ring and took his face and smashed it into the ring steps. Yeah. I like that. Full and, uh, spot. Yeah. And also, AJ Styles went for the phenomenal forearm. And Jimmy hit, like, a super kick to the ropes, which knocked AJ Styles off. I thought that was cool also. But uh, throughout this whole match, Jay Uso was, like, keeping an eye out for the club. And finally, when he wasn't keeping an eye out, his... Uh, he got attacked from behind, and uh, and Jimmy Uso took them out, and then AJ Styles took the Usos out, and then phenomenal forearm. And that's all she wrote. Yeah. Next up, you had the tag team titles not on the line. That's the champions, New Day, picked up the victory of the Vaude Villains. Um, yeah, over it. Yeah. I mean, the Vaude Villains at this point, again, didn't even have an entrance. Their whole gimmick to me begins with their entrance. Their whole everything about them was their entrance. Not much took place in this match, and uh, it was more so just the uh, throwaway match where the Wyatts could appear on screen after and, and cut a promo on them. Yeah, and, and say the whole thing. We're like, New Day will fall. So, mm-hmm. but uh, here's where I kind of alluded to the match uh, during Raw was Dana. Brooke defeating Becky Lynch, where uh, Charlotte tried to get involved here, but the end of the match saw Becky knocking her off, which uh, really distracted Becky, and uh, she turned around into a kick by Dana Brooke, and the move I can only assume was going to be a small package was just a weird toss-down pin by Dana Brooke. And that was terrible. And afterwards, Becky got beat down by Charlotte and Dana, which led to Sasha coming out, making the save. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing really special at all. Uh, Yeah. Wasn't entertained by it. No. Uh, Next up, you had... Which is... I hate to say that, because last week when... Dana Brooke and Becky Lynch squared off against each other outside the ring. I was like, oh my God, like this is what, what the main roster has been missing. But 
that's too much to th- to put in the hands of Dana Brooke because I still don't think she's ready to be on the main roster. And that match itself just proves that it's not that she's not. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Seth Rollins t- picking up a victory over Sami Zayn. Uh, it was a good, solid match back and forth until the end of the match where Zayn rolled, to, uh, rolled back into the ring and got hit with the pedigree from out of nowhere. And uh, after the match, Rollins and Dean Ambrose went at it. Yeah. Uh, I do like that pedigree spot. And yeah. I, I like that this crowd was uh, very much so over loudly chanting, let's go Rollins, Sami Zayn. Yeah, it was very I mean, whether or, not the, whether or not the crowd's supposed to be chanting for Seth Rollins. They were. But, yeah, I, I, I liked – it was good. It's, it's nice to hear chants like that. That's not just one-sided. Agreed. But, yeah, Dean Ambrose uh, ended up – Seth Rollins got in the face after the match, and uh, Dean Ambrose was, like, kind of on commentary. He was mm-hmm. sitting out there and spoke maybe once. But Rollins got in his face and uh, then attacked Ambrose, and Ambrose retaliated and – Went to go hit Dirty Deeds, but Rollins ended up escaping. Yeah. And so. That, that was SmackDown. That it was. So, oh. let's take a break right now, and we will be right back here on Marking Out. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is episode 281. Uh, we got some outside the ring news to cover, as well as a bunch of independent wrestling results that we did not cover last week, uh, due to being a heavy WWE show, and yeah. a show that we were recording while the pay-per-view was going on. So, let's get right to it with the outside the ring news. Um, I guess most importantly, um, last week, well, Jerry Lawler was suspended, and, uh... We did not get Renee Young on commentary. We got David Otunga to replace Renee Young on commentary. Really? Yeah. That's awful. He was the third voice you would hear during SmackDown. Hmm. Which well, is, it looks like I will not be checking out SmackDown. Yeah. But uh, it's unfortunate. Um, I didn't like the job he did. I didn't... Whatever, though. But, uh... Another thing, though, after uh, Money in the Bank, it was being reported that Paige got arrested. Uh, but it turns out that two people tried to pick a fight with her and Del Rio and say, like, wrestling's fake and all this stuff. So she was, like, yelling back at them. But I don't know. Yeah. Las, Vegas, Las Vegas police came and... and, and There's yeah. no reason for them to engage wrestling fans, though, at all. I guess they were probably drinking. She was probably drinking. And Probably. she's 22. I feel like she's going to get released at some point due to her immature at, uh, attitude at times. I don't know. I mean, she dropped the F-bomb during that one live uh, Q&A session. Then you have this, and then you have a few other things. I mean, she's got to really smarten up at times. But the Las Vegas police handcuffed everyone and then uh, – Took her into an ambulance to make sure she was okay because she was like running in the street, I guess. But nice. uh, they deemed her to be okay and they released her in Del Rio and everyone was free to go. Mm-hmm. So she did not get arrested after Money in the Bank. No. Someone who did not get arrested either, Chelsea Green. She got signed by TNA, which is kind of just as bad as being arrested, but 
Still, which is funny because last week I was just saying I'm surprised WWE didn't sign her, but yeah, yeah here she is signed to TNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of WWE, uh, Jacques Rougeau's son Cedric Rougeau will be having a uh, tryout for WWE. He's uh, six foot six, two hundred eighty five pounds. Yeah, so can he wrestle? Who knows? I guess time will tell. Talking about signees. Uh, Moose, his contract expires with the Ring of Honor this coming Saturday. Is he WWE bound? I mean, we and, said that last week. We've been saying that for a few weeks now. Who knows? Will he, yeah. will he go to the tryouts? Who knows? Another name that is maybe WWE bound, Roderick Strong, announced his departure from Ring of Honor. Uh, this coming Saturday is going to be his last event. So that's tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, the 25th. Yeah. Um, some not pro wrestling news at the risk of getting yelled at. CM Punk is scheduled to face Mickey Gall at UFC 203, taking place September 10th at the Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, that's, that's a big arena for CM Punk. Yeah, it should be interesting. I don't have my money on Punk, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know enough about UFC to... Yeah. Make judgment. I was just hoping that this would take place at Madison Square Garden or Brock Lesnar would have a match at the Garden but or about a fight, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Still a match. But uh Why are you gonna get tickets? I mean there was I mean it's first of all, it's like a historic thing for Madison Square Garden for New York. Mm-hmm. I like Madison Square Garden, I like history, I like things that go on at Madison Square Garden. I'll go to almost any event at Madison Square Garden. One day I'll get I'll I'll make it to the dog show. Maybe one day I'll make it to the Westminster Dog Show or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I well, don't know. Good it's luck just, with that. It just seems like something that's like <laughs> that's probably cheap enough to just witness. I don't know. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I was hoping that something like there would be like a, a bigger reason for me to go to see a UFC bout would be like oh if Brock Lesnar was fighting or which at that point when I first said it was never even in question because Brock Lesnar was done with UFC. Yet here he is, mysteriously back, but uh, and then would have been CM Punk, but yeah, I don't see CM Punk fighting in September and November. That's just not a thing, I don't think. No, that's never a thing. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, yeah, good luck to CM Punk in September. Uh, also, some things. The Cruiserweight Classic, they announced this past week that... The commentary team for it will be Mauro Ranallo and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. What? Yeah, yeah, that should be pretty interesting. They've been releasing a lot of video clips of Daniel Bryan meeting these competitors of the Cruiserweight Classic on YouTube and uh, interacting with them. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Already we had an elimination. Uh, Well, not an elimination, but I guess a replacement. I did did not uh, compete. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mustafa Ali, who is billed from Pakistan, will be replacing uh, Zumbi in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, rumor has it that Zumbi did not make weight. Which was, what, 205, I think? I believe so. Yeah, so, which, uh-huh. I mean, like, it's it's cool that WWE is, like, sticking to that. Yeah, and, I'm like, a fan of it. And at the same sen- in the same sense, it's like, this, this Cruiserweight Classic is, like, a really cool thing, but it's like... You have to remember this isn't, like, it's still, like, it's just scripted. Yeah, and we still don't really know 
what this format is and what's going on. Well, I think we know a little bit more now due to the fact that they taped all the first round already. Yeah. The whole first round was taped on Thursday. Um, should we? Do you want to read all these matches or what? I uh, sure. Spoiler. No, not spoiler. spoiler. Not really. Well, spoiler, spoiler for just, the matches. There's no what? like. There's no this, winners or losers here. It's just strictly no, what the matches will be. This is just strictly the matches, but still, to which, some, this could be spoiler. Which I have to say, I'm not a fan of one of them. But all right. Well, still, this could be a spoiler for some people. So, spoiler. Yeah, but Grand Metallic will be taking on Alejandro Saez. Do we have to read all of them? I, that's what I was saying. I don't know. I mean, that's because you just don't know how to pronounce some of these names. Yeah. Lund- we, we know it's Champa. It's, it's Tommaso Champa, like Tampa, Champa. Yeah. Which it's funny because we, we, I mean, we did not know a lot of these names, the, the pronunciations of them. Yeah, I think week. we pronounced like three people correctly, yeah. and all three of them were from USA. Yeah. So. Zach Sabre? What is it? No. Was it? Okay. Uh, about yeah. that. But, yes, yeah, some other matches. We've got Brian Kendrick taking on Ro- Raul Men- Mendoza. I'm going with the last name. you got Slater taking on Tajiri. Perkins taking on Demac. Yeah. Uh, Lince Dorado taking on Mustafa Ali. Clement Petois will be taking on Cedric Alexander. Bennett taking on Nice. Lee uh, taking on Swan. Yeah. Kenneth Johnson, Akira Tozawa. we got Drew Gulak versus Harv Shira. One yeah, of the I'm over all these names. The well, bigger Ibushi uh, versus Sean Malata, Jason Lee, who is uh, I found out now is very inspired by Bruce Lee, so that's where he gets his name from. We'll be taking yeah, on Rich big, Swan, Noam Dar okay, versus keep on, let's make, Shira. Keep on going. Yes, yes, yes. Read them all. Jack Gallagher. I found out that's not Gallagher; it's Gallagher or whatever. We'll be taking on Fabian Eichner. and the big match, which I was disappointed in seeing, was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Brandon, how long have you been practicing all these names that you wanted to go through every single name just to make sure that you got them correct? Well, I still don't know if some of them are correct. I just know for a fact it's Noam Dar. It's Jack Gallagher or whatever, however you pronounce it. And I now know it's Champa. But I still want to say Champa because I like Champa better. But I can't say it because he yelled at us. Yeah. (laughs) Our our apologies, uh, Mr. Champa. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of the fact that Gargano took on Champa. I understand why they did it, but I just... I don't understand why they did it. I want, well, I understand in the fact that it's like, oh, they're tag team partners. They're both from USA. They're Which would be like, even more of a thing if it was uh, later on they met each other. That's what I was going to say. Is like, ho- I was hoping for them to meet each other like later on down the line. But I guess but, maybe hey, they wanted maybe, all maybe these people... The loser, maybe the loser of this match will show up at some point if that... If their opponent uh, advances so far, maybe they'll appear a little bit later on to cost them a match. I don't know. Does Johnny Wrestling need help? I don't think so. Does mm. Tommaso Ciampa need help? I don't think so. Mm. I don't know, but Seth Rollins will be in. Sci-Fi's Shark Native. The Fork. The Fork? Yeah. That was weird. The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I was reading the fourth, and then awakens, and then I said fork. Yeah, okay. but that's going to be debuting on Sci-Fi on July fourth, <clears throat> where Seth Rollins plays a character named Astrotech Lopez. Nice, kind of a play on his real name. 
His real last name, at least, is Lopez, but... Oh. His shoot name, brother. Whoa, watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't go up to people and be like, oh, hey, Colby, how are you? You don't know him. You don't know him, Jack. Uh-uh. See what I did there? No, you didn't. You're not even a fan no. of cheese. No. No. Still, still don't get it? I said a fan of cheese? Yeah. Colby Jack? No. Yeah, no, I get it. But uh, more importantly, they have um, a, a list of pay-per-views got released online. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it was released online. Um, kind of disappointing because, well, disappointing and not disappointing in the same sense where it shows um, Class of Champions making its like debut in WWE in September, Hell in a Cell for October, and Roadblock in December, which is strange since we had Roadblock in, in March. But uh, also, that's for the Raw brand. For SmackDown, it showed Backlash in September, No Mercy returning in October, and TLC in December. Uh, Backlash was listed as a uh, network exclusive. So but, now, what's, I'm, I'm still confused as to why this is such a huge deal. Well, I mean, it just adds brand-separated pay-per-views, as opposed to, like, back when the, the brand split happened the last time, there were, like... 12 pay-per-views, I'm going to say. This bumps it up to, I think, 16 pay-per-views a year? Or 15? Too many. As of now, at least. That doesn't show like the next half of 2017, if this list is even legit. Uh, it still shows that Royal Rumble, um, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, the big four, will be hosted by both brands, as well as uh, start time of 7 p.m., so I guess they're adding us another hour to the bigger events. Yeah, but, um, but I think I that's don't know like, how I feel about any of this. I'm not a fan of all the pay per views. Like that's so way many too many. That's, yeah, that's way too many pay per views to have in a year. Especially, I mean, I still I hate I absolutely hated the fact that some events were Raw only, some events were SmackDown only. Yeah, I always hated that. Why am I, I gonna? I, why do I, I, I don't want, know how I feel about that. Like, why am I gonna want? Like, Monday Night Raw gets announced for, let's say, Madison Square Garden or something, um, and then SmackDown, all like all my favorite superstars would be on SmackDown or whatever, and then it's like I want to go to see wrestling, but like, what's the point of me going if nobody that I want to see is there? Yeah, like that's not like who's your main? Like that's the thing. Like on July nineteenth or whatever for SmackDown Live with a draft. It's going to be very interesting to see who the main takeaways are. Yeah. Like you got like John Cena was always going to pack a house. So wherever wherever he is, like yeah, that's one brand. Who will be on the uh, other brand? Like Roman Reigns. I, I mean, when you go to live events, a lot of people you see there for Roman Reigns. Believe it or not, huh? A lot of people like yeah. So I don't know what's the deal there. What's the deal? But it's uh, rumored that WWE has been contacting past superstars to return for the draft. Like uh, Stevie Richards and some other people. So whether or not that happens, I don't know. But that's like, that's why I say, why bring Randy Orton back to the main roster? If you're going to be calling people up from NXT, you're losing a big amount of star power in NXT. If you call up, uh, like Nakamura, if you call up Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, those are like big, big namesays of NXT right now. You're going to need them replaced and replenished 
Um, and if you're going to want to take NXT touring a lot more often in a bigger arena, a bigger outlet, you need bigger names. And Randy Orton, I think, is a perfect person to go down to NXT mm-hmm. and build up the, the brand. Make it a, an actual third brand. So, yeah. But those are all the outside the ring news notes we have for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some independent results from all the way back from June 10th. Uh, Evolve 62 in Arbor City, Florida. A name that we don't know how to pronounce. Fred Yehi. Yehi? Yehi? Why? Still don't Fred know. Why? Yeah, Fred will be taking on... Well, Fred took on and defeated Anthony Nice. Yeah, yeah. Matt Riddle picked the victory over Cedric Alexander. The Evolve Tag Team Championships were on the line. Catch point. The champions picked up the victory against the Bravado Brothers. That's interesting to see. Um, well, not really to see, but... I mean, like, Drew Gulak is a current champion in Evolve. And is here he? he is. I believe so. No, he isn't. He's a tag team champion. Wait. Oh. For some reason, wait. So what are you saying? It's interesting to see that, like, you don't have to like it's. He's a champion in Evolve, yet he's in this WWE. Oh, tournament. all right. Um, yeah, the Evolve champion Timothy Thatcher defeat Chris Hero, and a tag team street fight took place. Drew Galloway and Ethan Carter the third took over. Evolve and defeated Johnny Gargano and TJ Perkins. Yeah, you also had on the 11th Evolve 63, Orlando, Florida, Cedric Alexander defeated Fred. <laughs> the Brave Bravado Brothers took on and defeated Darby Allen and Jason Cade. Matt Riddle defeated Trevor Lee. The Evolve Championship took place. The champion, uh, Timothy Thatcher, retained against the challenger, Tracy Williams. Cruiserweight and Classic. Yeah. I was going to say this was the match that we were trying to speak about last week, which we were incorrect about. It was just Anthony Nice just had to win, and then he would be in the match, mm-hmm. in the tournament, which Anthony D, Anthony Nice did pick up the victory. Wait, no, so it was just about Nice. Yeah, like oh. Gulak is in it, Gargano's still in it, Lance Dorado's in it, and T.J. Perkins. I think it. it's Lindsay. Is it Lindsay Dorado? Yeah. Doesn't everybody pronounce Lince Dorado? I don't know. I think it's just us. I think we just don't know how to pronounce anybody's names. I could swear I heard them pronounce it Lince. I, on the show, I thought they said Lince Dorado. Really? I don't know. I'll yeah. have to go. I have to go back and rewatch that Facebook Live video. Yeah. Then they had anything goes match. Drew Galloway defeated Ethan Page, and they had a last man standing match. Johnny Gargano, Mister Wrestling, took on and defeated Ethan Carter the Third. Yeah, stay also... In, stay in face for uh, Evolve. Yeah, also on the 11th CCW tournament of yeah, in Townsend, Delaware. And the final match was Ricky Shane Page picking the victory over Matt Tremont, the champion. Yeah. Also on the 11th, Ed Russell Pro teaming up with Global Force Wrestling in Keyport, New Jersey. Damn off, defeated Bull James. Yeah, Chris Avery Kuehling defeated Johnny Clash. And a bunch of other matches going on there. Yeah, the WrestlePro Tag Team Championships were on the line in a Four Corners match. You had the Taboo Crew defeating to retain their titles. Team Espana, the Aesthetic Mel's with Buff Bagwell, as well as Gino and J.J. Blake from uh, ROW with uh, Booker T 
in their corner. Yeah, you also have the GFW Next Gen title and the Moon Contendership on the line in the gauntlet match. Beefcake Charlie defeated Adam Brooks, Caleb Collin, Delray Alexander, Kyle Reynolds, and Ronald Kingsley. Yeah. And, yeah. Was, well, you can go take it. No, and then right after that, the GFW Next, uh, yeah, Next Gen title was on the line in a six-way match. Sanjay Dutt defended his championship successfully against Beefcake Charlie, Bobby Wayward Habib from the Car Wash, Mario Barquera, and Nicos Ricos. Yeah, and the Wrestle Pro Championship was on the line here. Anthony Bowens, the champion, picked up the victory against the challenger Matt McIntosh, successfully retaining the title. Yeah, you also had Damian Sandow picking the victory over Coca Banna. And in a first for Wrestle Pro, because uh, it's a new company, uh, Steel Cage match, Pat Buck, the owner of Wrestle Pro, took on the owner of GFW, uh, that being Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and picked up the victory there in his cage match. Yeah, on the 12th, you had TNA Slammiversary in Orlando, Florida. Do we have to cover this? I mean, the title matches, you could just... All right. Them. DNA X Division title was on the line in a four-way match. Eddie Edwards defeated Andrew Everett, DJZ, and Trevor Lee. Uh, the TNA Knockouts Championship was on the line in a three-way match. Uh, Sienna picked up the victory against Jade, who was the champion, as well as Gail Kim, who is now announced as the next inductee to the TNA Hall of Fame. Yeah, the TNA World Tag Team titles were in the line. The Decay defeated the Bromans. Uh, the TNA King of the Mountain Championship. Oh, uh, you actually I'm read one. it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I never consider that actually a title. It, it it really shouldn't be, but like yeah, as I don't of now it. in current day, it actually is. Like it's yeah. not its own thing, but yeah. Eli Drake is the champion still. He defeated Bram. Uh, TNA title on the line, the championship. In a knockout or tap out only match, Bobby Lashley defeated Drew Galloway. Yeah, so Bobby Lashley's the new champion in TNA. Yeah, so keep on trucking, TNA. You're uh, doing. Yeah. What are you doing? In Arbor City, Florida on June the 17th, Shine 35 took place. There was a Money in the Bank five way elimination match where Eva Lease made her return. I think made her return. And uh, picked up the victory there against Kelly Skater, Mia Yim, Nicole Matthews, and Santana. Yeah, yeah. Shine Tag Team titles on the line. BTY defeated Evie and Shaza McKenzie. Yeah. What else do we have here? In the championship match, uh, it was a Shine Shimmer TNA knockout title match. Eva Lee picked up the victory over Taylor Maid and uh, Madison Eagles and Allison Kay. Yeah, the, the Shine champion. As well as the Shimmer Champion. And, and as well point, as the Knockout Champion. Yeah, at that point. <laughs> so, all right. On the 18th, NYWC going the distance in Deer Park, New York. You had Tyler Murphy pick the victory over Alvin Alvarez. You had a six-man tag match. Brad Benson, CJ Bambino, and Dan Barry picked up the victory against General Romero, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, and Otto Von Knox. You had the NYWC Starlet title on the line. Willow Nightingale picked up the victory over Chrissy Rivera. The, Big victory for Willow there. Yeah. She's been a champion for a while now. Yeah. Hounds of Hatred, Bam and Boo Sullivan picked up the victory against the Beaver Boys. NYWC Fusion title on the line as the Big O defeated Aiden Ball. Yeah, retaining his championship there. Uh, another... Big match, uh, multi-man match. You had Bull James teaming up with Mike Verna and Talon. 
to defeat the Hounds of Hatred, the team of Apollyon, King Mega, and Mouse. Yeah, Papa Don pick up the victory over Angelo Andrews, Anthony Gangan, Anthony Lasura, DJ Hyde, and Jesse Vane. Masada picked up the victory against Joe Gacy. Yeah, Randy Summers picked up the victory over Anthony Nice. For a huge win for Randy Summers there. Oh, yeah, big time. The MYWC Tag Team Titles and the CZW Tag Team Titles were on the line between the champions of CZW, the Hit Squad, and the champions of MYWC, Flawless and Lawless, which ended in a no contest. Yeah, which is okay. I'm good with that because I'm a big Flawless and Lawless fan. Yeah. So I would have rather them pick up the victory and be champions of every single promotion that they're in, but you know, I'll manage. MYWC heavyweight title was on the line in a hardcore match with the special referee, Mikey Whipwreck. JT Kaysen picking up the victory over Stockade to become the new NYWC heavyweight champion. Uh, huge congratulations to JT Kaysen, uh, formerly one half of Rec- uh, Reckless and Wasted. No, Party and Wasted. Reckless no, and Wasted? Reckless, reckless and Wasted. Yeah, Reckless and Wasted. Party and Wasted is his Twitter handle. Reckless and Wasted. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, it was a brutal match from the pictures we've seen. Oh, yeah. Blood, guts, Legos. Tears. Yeah. But uh, New Japan Dominion took place. New Japan Pro Wrestling, I should say. uh, On the 19th of June. We saw the Bullet Club. Bad Luck Fala. Hangman Page. I guess that's his name in New Japan. And Takahashi team up and defeat Hunter Club and Makabe. Yeah, you had the Young Bucks. Uh, pick up the victory over Sidal and Ricochet, Red Dragon, and Rapunji Vice to become the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Yeah, and the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship was also on the line. Kushida retained the title against Willow Spree. Briscoe Brothers picked up the victory over Gorilla of, De- uh, Gorilla of Destiny to become the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Was that like? Is that strange? Why? Like that, there's a lot more ROH involved here now. Well, I don't know, I guess. Uh, but there was a ladder match, speaking of ROH, for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Kenny Omega, the champion, lost to Michael Elgin, who is now the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental yeah, ne- champion. Yeah, <laughs> never open weight championship was on the line. Shibata picked up the victory over Nagata to become the champion. And in the main event, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Okada. Defeated Nation. Is that his name? No, it's not. No. What? I don't know why he spelled autocorrect change to that. Naido. Yeah, Naido. <laughs> <laughs> One Warrior Nation was the champion. Yeah, Okada picked up the victory against Naito. Yeah, so. Good times. Yeah, that was hey. New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. Yeah. New Japan for wrestling really, uh, I hate to say it, but Fell? not not as much of a draw without Fell? Nakamura and all these other guys. They fell? I don't know. Do we blame Bullet Club? Let's blame Bullet Club. I mean, there are some fingers or feet to be pointed. Uh, we know where Brand is are pointing. Yeah, right over to Dave. Any shameless shameless plugs? 
thank you to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Boss, Jasmine at Reverse NMSage, Ardo at Artie underscore Lino, Brian DelVecchio at Brian DelVecchio, and Montreal Broski at Montreal Broski. And do not forget to check out First Thing in the Morning on YouTube, Facebook, and all that other fun stuff because First Thing in the Morning is amazing. Isn't it funny how we say at Montreal Broski even though it's just MTL Broski? Yeah, at MTL Broski. Um, yeah, and that is all I have. Do you have any shameless plugs you want to add? Mm, I think I have my own segment. All right, let's go to that then. Brady's shout-outs going to make you pregnant. That is right, my shout-outs that you didn't even ask me about. Uh, yeah, first up, we discussed it earlier, the TV show Wrecked. Uh, that airs on Tuesdays on TBS, which, yes, you did tell me to check out, but no, I wouldn't say that you turned me on to it since it was the debut episode. Yeah, but, I mean, you didn't know about it when I first told you about it. And no, I, I heard about it. I just didn't think twice about turning it on, but then I turned it on and I thought it was funny, so. Yeah, I, I told you. <laughs> but did you, have you watched it since? Yeah. Every week, like last, last Tuesday, this past week? Yeah. So you've seen three nap three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode. So check it out, TBS Tuesdays. Uh, I think nine PM? Yeah, it's PM? funny. Yeah. Watch. I mentioned it before as well, but uh it's actually been a year since I've given a shout out to Marin. Who? To who? Oh, I heard you. I said to Marin. That's the T V show based Sheesh. off of Mark Marin's life up oh, still don't know who that is um i think one of the funniest bits i've ever seen on television happened a few weeks ago on on the the tv show where um he was laying lying in bed and there was a doll next to him and he shut the doll's eyes and the doll's eyes opened themselves and he got scared which i thought was hilarious and uh, he went to go close one of the eyes again, or he went to go close the eyes again, and the, the doll winked at him. And his friend's like, yeah, these dolls are all haunted and possessed, so like you have to live with it. But I thought it was the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. <laughs> How I, is I, this possible? What? Why are people still retweeting this? It's not. They're bots. Dude, you see how many retweets we have on it? No. 2.2K. Yeah, you could have just said 2.2 thousand, but... I could have, but I didn't. But, uh, yes. But those are all predominantly at this point now just fake bots that are chicks that aren't chicks. You see them? Yeah. So, I feel like I, I should just report all those accounts. But but the, the last shout-out is, I guess, an anti-shout-out, which I don't want it to be an anti-shout-out. But um, it's more more so a big disappointment, I guess. Um, last week we, uh, we mentioned, you randomly mentioned Pete Rose, to which I then told the story about how, uh, my father was in Las Vegas and spoke to Pete Rose and Pete was just like, oh yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Give him a thumbs up. But, uh, my dad called me on Monday from Las Vegas. He actually sent me a picture of the money in the bank pay-per-view chair. I was like, I know where the chair came from, but like, where are you with the chair? 
And he goes, oh, someone, somebody that was friends with Pete Rose went to the show and got it for him. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then my dad proceeded to tell me a story about how um, he went to like actually meet Pete Rose because I had said like one of my biggest things that I wanted from this show was to get a Pete Rose bumper. So he went and uh, spoke to Pete Rose's people. Pete Rose's people were like, oh, yeah, he'll do it, blah, blah, blah. So my dad paid to get his uh, autograph and everything. And uh, then when he went to ask Pete Rose for it, Pete was just like flat out like, no, absolutely not. Which I guess like, I mean, that's, it hurts. It's three, three out of five people have turned us down. And I usually guess. it's like everyone else. What? I don't know. But yeah, so that was disappointing. My dad said it was, it was a terrible experience meeting Pete Rose. So... But I would WWE still Hall of Famer right there. I would still like to meet him one day, and and maybe things will be different down the line, and he'll actually do the bumper one day. But yeah, maybe maybe you just have to go in there and patch up things a little bit. Yeah, be like, hey Pete, like remember me, and then how about it? Yeah, like all I want to hear is say, like, come on, bro. Like I, I wish my dad told me he was doing this prior because I would have been like, oh, have him sign the autograph. How about it? Because, <laughs> like, that would be a win in my win column as opposed to just getting a – if, like, if I got that instead of the bumper, I would still have that as a win. But Really? I, yeah, because – I don't know. Because, yeah, of course, he's, like, the greatest of all time in, in baseball with how many uh, runs he has. But it's my – or hits, I should say, not it's, runs. Yeah. But – uh but yeah, so my my allegiance with Pete Rose is through pre, is through pro wrestling, of so. course. But those were my shout outs of this week. Uh, it's time to move on from that to our mark out moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Dave, take it away. Well, well, well. Oh, wow. Seriously, going back to that? Let's kick it off with the... Uh, let's go back to last week when Zack Sabre Jr. took on Kurt Angle for Revolution Pro in the UK. Uh, it was on the 12th. And it was not just the match that took place that was the mark out moment of the week, but... It was a quick match, by the way. It was a very quick match. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was like an eight-minute match, but like... Uh, well, still, the crowd. Kurt Angle's theme song hit, and the crowd went crazy. Not only just cheering, but chanting, You suck at Kurt Angle during his uh, Olympic gold medal theme song. And just hearing that audience with that chant, and it's been so long since hearing that chant, it was just awesome. Yeah, it's been quite some time, over 10 years, I think. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe no, we not won't 10 have to years. wait. Nine years? I don't know. Seven, I think. <laughs> I don't know, but hopefully he'll be back in WWE soon. Yeah, there's been rumors that like he's had talks with Triple H about returning. Yeah, but then Meltzer shoots them down, but I hate yeah, Meltzer. Who's so. Meltzer? Yeah, just a huge mark. Yeah. Shots fired. Hmm. But that was our show this week. That was the Mark Out Moment of the Week. 
Check us out on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, MarkingOut.com. Don't forget to sell. Yes, please, please, please purchase our T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut starting Tuesday, June 28th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go there. Purchase our shirts. Stone Cold Steve Austin's got some shirts on there. We might have less than him, but whatever. Yeah, got to still support our brothers on there. (laughs) That's funny, yeah. So definitely support us. Uh, 20% off. Use the code AMERICA. ProWrestlingTees.com. America. Slash marking out. Don't do ProWrestlingTees.com slash America marking out, but ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. And uh, we appreciate it. And thanks for checking us out today, or whenever you're listening to this. So, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a 